We're bringing the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. What episode is this? Oh, I actually don't know. 30 something. <laughs> it is 30 it's something? 30 something. Because I started episode 20 was season two, episode one. Uh, and now it's definitely episode 11 or 12 in season two. Season okay. two started in Worlds. Right. Outsiders. Alchemist or um, Merchant? Neither. Whoa. Really? Well, James said it's physical damage blocking type heroes. Uh-huh. Alchemist would feel way cooler if it was arcane because it's like chemicals, you know? What about a merchant though? Merchant is, is UPF. For sure. Look, I just think how can By the you- way, it would be sick if we see an alchemist. Don't get me wrong, but I think we're not going to see one. M- m- look, all jokes aside, like the way my brain works is how can you have this underground pits- dodginess without some sort of an arms dealer, a merchant because of types. Because they're the outsiders that we're seeing, not <laughs> not the pits people, maybe. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Because remember, the pits is like full of like evil people. Mm. Azalea is actually quite um, evil. She's done a lot of bad shit. Um, Arachne's no saint, but... <laughs> well, he, that's the real debate, actually. Do we see Arachne or do we see another assassin? That's the big thing. It's irrelevant that Arachne is in the art of mm. the spoiler. Is but Arachne is species is a spider, right? That's and the group. The group. Arachne's from. The spider is like the group of assassins. Yeah. So it could be part of that group. Well, it could be Arachne, but not maybe Arachne. it's not one person. It's just the same costume. Yeah. That's why they're referred to as they, because maybe there's... Well, do all the spiders wear that costume? No idea. Someone that knows more about the law, I think, based on what we saw in Everfest. No, Everfest. When did we get Icelander to begin with? Everfest. Young um, Icelander. I think what they've done is they've gone, here's the assassin. Get some cards for it. But it's going to be Arachne in the next set. Same as Iceland. It's just... Because I don't feel like they're treating... Putting a hero in a in a supplementary or an expansion set as a release. But the like, thing is, we didn't get an adult Icelander in Everfest. We only no, but young. I think that's... Maybe they were worried about adult Icelander. They weren't ready. The thing we don't see, which we got to speak with the devs at Worlds, is sometimes shit's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> like they go... They, remember, the cutoff date's probably six months before they print. It's not ready. So they go, what is ready is Icelander and Blitz. Here's Icelander and Blitz. But they already knew they would release Icelander Adult and they had more time to test this way. And maybe they were worried about, you know... Um, I mean, they didn't know Stava was so broken, but... Do you think we're going to get four heroes? Yes. Well, they've confirmed that. When? Um, two times. One is the pre-order for the uh, Blitz decks oh, yeah, is yeah. four. Yeah, okay. Oh, and the sleeves. So there's four sleeves, four Blitz decks. Yeah. Um, which is cool, by the way. But it's not a hard confirm from LSS. No, it's but just the a bit other one is... Finding. No, well, it is because although he didn't say four heroes, James was like, we're going back to WTR style draft. Mm, yeah. Which wouldn't be three. But he's a big fan of three heroes No, no, but that's draft. why it's relevant because it was during that conversation. He was like, but I'm a big fan of three. Mm. But we're going back to WTR style. Which, by the way, in and of itself a rotation of four hero draft set, three hero draft set, talent draft set, whatever they want to do there is actually interesting too because maybe I hate the Uprising style draft, but I love the WTR style draft. 
well, once a year I get to play a format I like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's good as well. You don't want to stick to one thing. Do you think something comes out of left field and we just get like a necromancer or something? Probably not because a necromancer probably do I, arcane damage. I think damage. this Lena Bell is a bait. <laughs> the alchem- she's an alchemist. Yeah. I think she's bait. I think she's not in this set. I saw... People are like, oh, but they're in the art, they're in the set. Like, how many times have we seen stuff in the lore and the art and it, they're not in the set? You know the Cavdain card art? Mm. Um, there's a green Yeah, head. there's a green head with green hair and people saying, is that Lena Bell? And then I looked at it and I'm like, shit, is that Lexi? <laughs> you know, is that Lexi's head sitting yeah. on his wall? What colour hair does Dash have? It's red. Yeah, it? it's definitely not Dash. Um, but people were speculating that Cavdain just has Lena Bell sitting on his... You know, I would love to see some adult type Cavdine merchant. I'm I'm all for it, especially now that we but, have but gold. I think the reason you won't see it is this stuff is building for well UPF already. You play merchants; yeah. they're quite fun. Uh, but I think it's all building to PVE, which will be blitz, mm. like blitz uh, decks. Because casual format, I don't think you're gonna have sideboard and stuff. I think it's gonna be in the look. Will you ever see an adult? Merchant, maybe it'll be like a promo for a trade show or something, but why? Like, why not? I think it'd be a cool CC class. I'm not saying it won't be, but I don't think they're testing it as a competitive. Remember, they they run million dollar price support a year for pro play. That's the focus. So I don't what like if you see a merchant, it's because it fits, it makes sense competitively, not because they want to please the masses as well. I've heard there's a very old video um, of James White versus Matt Rogers in a game of Blitz, and he was Cavdain, and he was Cavdain, and geez, apparently he gave Matt a run for his money. Oh yeah, and Matt was on Dory or something yeah. like a real deck. So like Cavdain, what is that saying? Like Cavdain with the little bit of support might be actually playable. Remember at the time. There weren't many cards in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm just thinking with a little bit of support. So still had E-Strike and stuff. Like the most powerful cards mm. were still some generics. Mm. There wasn't a lot of merchant support, but also Dory with the current equipment. Like, I guess my point is maybe James's vision was that Cavdeen's simply not some oh, no, UPF This, this was a very casual event, if that's what you're... It was yeah. there. What was it? It was a Blitzathon, like a marathon stream. Yeah. By the way, go check that out. I'll find it and link it below if I remember. I haven't watched it personally. It's really cool to watch. I heard it's good. Yeah. So what was your... Ho- okay, so this will be the last episode everyone watching for the year for 2022. Um, you know, we've had a massive year. It's been good. We got nominated for the Speedy Awards. Came second. We came second. Damn, that's pretty good. I think it's rigged. I think it's rigged. <laughs> I paid a lot of pin. I didn't pay anyone to vote. <laughs> you know, well, that was really good. So thanks, Flake, for Very putting cool. on that. Um, thanks, everyone, for voting. So obviously, people like what we're doing. I'm going to call someone out here. Yep. You can't run the thing and then take an award. So I watched mean? that video all what the happened? way through, and then Flake won an award at the end. Like, what was that for? What I did? don't know. I don't even remember. I oh, clicked off the video. I, fi- I found it, it was so that, corny. I couldn't keep. Was watching. that community? I, d- I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> okay I didn't watch like, like if I run a giveaway On my channel You better believe I'm not in the giveaway I'm gonna run a competition Sorry Flake Love you bro You cannot be anywhere near right. it We want a response Flake Let You can't be anywhere You can't be near the You can't take an award At the end of your show And then like Self congratulate And then what did he say I didn't watch it So he, I don't he know He goes He goes I'm gonna gift this To the community I'm like 
Bro, you, you can't win your own award show, man. <laughs> but what happens if... The, well, obviously, he got the most votes, right? Um, I, I don't so you think shouldn't be, be... You're not an option, man. Oh, so he removed himself from the list. I, I don't know. He should definitely not be winning awards in his own award show. I love Flick. He probably deserves an award. He deserves many awards. You got to let other people give you awards. Mm. It's not how. I see not how awards work. Yeah, I see your point. But no. I guess maybe Best looking fab YouTuber. I'm going to do one on my channels. Watch who wins. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he didn't. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not enough thought was put into it. But I think it was a good thing for the community to get behind. I think it was. Oh, no, I think it's I think right it was in, cute so people thing. just wrote in flake. Yeah, but what you do in an award show is if you have a, I think that two three hundred votes. If if I mean if you got three hundred votes and no one got any fine. But you just, okay, you got 80 and then the person under you got 60. Give it to the person under you. Don't even mention that you won because you're running the award. Mm. That's, love you, Flake, but no. So that, that's how John <laughs> would run it. That's how John. So not what's. How, it's not how I would run I, I Remember, I can compartmentalize. I was watching that as a fan. I was mm. very interested to see what people voted on, especially because we're in it as well. As a fan, I felt that was cringy. <laughs> like, okay. Like, wait, I need to watch you it. You can't win. Like, Carolina's won twice. She deserves it. I can imagine many people voting for her. Um, do I think uh, Red Zone Rogue... Uh, why am I having a mental blank? What Living Legends this? podcast. Yeah, Living Legends, yeah. Do I think they're a better podcast? They definitely have a bigger audience than us. I can understand. The reason I think ours is better is we still do the in-person. Ours is very unique. And the fact that we came second with 600 subs compared to channels with over 10,000 speaks volumes for oh, our yeah. product. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised that we didn't win. Yeah, no, either We're was also I. newer and our channels are much less established. Mm. I think we fill a niche there. But do you get what I mean? Mm. So I, I was watching as a fan. I was like, this is sick. What do people like? Uh what are the WA boys? They should have won an award. Yeah, they're, they're taking really good. over. We make That's best. my highlight very of the good. year. <laughs> yeah, we, we make need best to get them good. on. Oh yeah, when we have a calling this year, we need to get them on. Yeah, that'd be good. People from WA would generally come to Sydney on occasion. Mm. I don't know who they are. I've like, I can't, do you, like <laughs> I don't know them from the trade pages. I don't know. I'm sure no. I've probably interacted with them. I just heard that one or two of them are like. Ex like or maybe still current, but very hot, like quite quite uh, competent Magic players have been in the Magic Perth scene for some time. That's what I've been told. Yeah, like oh, I know we're going on a tangent, but I'm genuinely impressed with their channel. So we're talking about we make best. You have to subscribe. They're a, yeah, they're a really good <laughs> up and coming YouTube. I, I don't think they're very. Good. I think they're the best YouTube channel right now for Flesh and Blood. Yeah, like and I love Sloop's content. I love a lot of the content. Dice Commander DMMI. I watch all of it. Mm, same. Well. Not all the time, not all of it, because I physically don't have the time. But we make best. I see your video, I insta-click. <laughs> the only thing we make best, can we just get off filthy Kano? Like, <laughs> like, oh, God, just give me another hero, yeah, boys. Mind you, mind you, on that, let's talk about that. That's the flavor of the month right now. Hayden's made a oh, video, even got comments from James White. It's good. It's good. Do you know why it's good? People in the fab universe, so easy to beat. If Kano becomes meta, you just put Oasis in your deck and you'll be fine. Well, even that. <laughs> if you're going into ProQuest season and you're not packing AB3, you need to... No, no. I, I, so I won't, but I'm also happy to lose to Kano because I'm not expecting a high turnout. But how much Kano. do you usually run AB? Two. So I'm you bringing my two. So you wouldn't even go up by one? I don't have the slots. You can't make room for one AB? There's no point on Dory. If I have to pitch a blue every time, I'm d I'm finished. Okay. I'm dead. Right. So I run Jubil 
which doesn't seem to work. I just got a race cane. What, Jubil doesn't work? I thought that's... Too slow. Yeah, okay. So Jubil, I have to hit you to get one spell fray, mm. uh, one spell void, right? She's very powerful. The problem is sometimes I've only got to attack you twice by the time you kill me. <laughs> so I'm running the entire weapon to get one extra AB into your combo. It seems smarter to just put Oasis in the deck. At least there's three of them. Do you think Briar will hit Living Legend status this Proquest season? Flavor of the month? I don't think so. I think everyone's on the dash train. Mm. So you just like because I think I wish I was better at maths to tell you statistically, but I feel like there's the representation problem, right? So I don't think Starva was unbeatable. It was very strong, but then it was very overrepresented. So it won everything because. It was literally 50% Starvo. So just mathematically, if you've got a computer to play all the matches with variants, mathematically, you're probably going to get Starvos at the top. Do you think there is a best deck at the moment or do you think we're in a meta no, whereby... I don't think there's a best deck. Yeah, either do I. There's, yeah. there's a lot of very good decks. Yeah. Dory's not one of them. Dory's still in that very good... I think Dory's like B tier. In the right hand, it's an A tier. Mm-hmm. Specialists will play that deck very well. I like to think of myself as one. That's why I perform well on it. Just the reps, like compared to most people. But Dash is, was already good. It was winning callings. Now it's better. Icelander's not had any bans. It's very good. Kano's very good in the right hand. Same thing. It's probably like a B tier deck in the right hand. It's S tier. Yeah. Fire's still good. Fire still will kill you in two turns. Briar will still... V Visera is good. Oldham's good. Oldham's yeah. still good. None of these decks have had like a big... Yeah. Like none of them, like Arachne didn't come and like counter one of these decks out of existence. There's no prism. There's no more prism. Arachne's a bit of a hard counter into dash, right? Surely. No. It isn't, is it? Have you got... Has, is well, it doesn't matter if they're banishing your card. Okay. Does it just speed I'm, up I'm the mill clock? I'm not a true OG, but my understanding is back in Arcane Rising days and crew days, you could block dash out. They have Pounder now. They have stuff that give like... You can still block Dash out. No, you can't. I saw Brent do it on Friday night. He just fatigued Dash, no problem. Or CC? CC. Oh, but on Reiner? Yeah. Yeah. He just fatigued it. No maybe, problem. Maybe, maybe I'm just... Oh, this is full bore boost. Yeah, full bore yeah, boost. Okay. And from the very first attack, he blocked. Don't tell me who they were playing against because they're going to talk shit about him. But that person didn't pivot. See, dash, you can pivot. You can Mid -game. Slow, the, you slow the fuck down. Right. Like the So we talked about this. Remember Roy, Hayden, all these really high-end players? I'll give you a hint. Tick up the tunic. <laughs> well, irrespective, <laughs> irrespective of who, we know from pro players, you need to recognize what the other person's plan is. Oh, they're blocking me out. I need to stop boosting. Mm. I need to start shooting my pistol. No, nah, his pedal was to the metal. You know, it you, did, it no, didn't come that, off. But that, that deck is not that good. Mm. That full... Like someone tried it against me in an armory too. Like just full bore. I had fucking nine counters. What, what are you doing? You got to block me at some point, buddy. They're just trying to get the um, Habibi blaster off. But that's a trap. Every time Hayden's beat me, and he's beat me every time I've played him, in when he's playing Dash, he does not shoot the blaster. Mm. He had it to four or five counters too. He's like, no, I'm only going to use it when I can kill you with it. I'd really like to play Hayden. Um, not saying that I'm a great player, but this month's because you know how a lot of the armories here have switched to CC. So I've mm. been playing a couple of armories every week with Briar. 
and I've been playing Dash at least once per Armory. Mm. I haven't lost to Everywhere. it yet. Everywhere. I haven't lost to it yet. But I don't think I've played against someone is... quite at Hayden. Well, I definitely haven't played a Hayden-level player yet, yep. so I'd really like to play against someone like Hayden to see if Bry's actually got game into Dash. Well, I think... Briar's high roll potential is probably twice as high as Dash's, right? Like when it comes to it, Dash is probably more consistent. Like Dash's brick hands are just yellows and blues that still hit you. Some of them force you to block with armor. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not crap. They just deal less damage. I had a real good high roll, so I was at um I was at uh <laughs> I was at Carvel Cafe, I played against Zachary, and he's on Dash and he just got off to a lightning ball start, right? Mm. He's smashing the shit out of me. Um, he finishes his, his turn. He's on like 32 and I'm holding a channel mount in hand and I go down to 17 and I'm like, I'm, I'm, how do I come back against Dash, right? He just doesn't block for the rest of the game. and just smashes me, right? He's 32 to 17. I go, geez, Paul, not only do I need a massive channel mount turn this, I need to I need to. I need them. You need to draw. I need to draw snappies and everything. Holy yeah. shit! Did I fucking high roll him? I felt so sorry for him. So, channel mount landed. Played out that turn. Drew another channel mount. Played out that channel mount. Put the other one away. Played out another channel mount. Three turns in a row. I had so I had one yeah. channel mount out. Two channel That's mount you out. What, plus six plus two nine channel for mount the turn. Out. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. Two turns in a row. I had two channel mounts out. And it was like, even if I block with two cards, I'm still going 10, 10. Yeah. 20 damage off a two-card hand? I was like, what the... I just said to him, when I drew the fucking third channel, I said, gee, Zach, sorry, mate. And yeah, I just... But that's what I'm saying. That's why you have game. Is again, if it's if the pool is 50% Briar, 50% Dash, let's say, give it a number, they're both 70 power decks, right? The difference is Briar can roll into a 140 power deck. Oh. Dash can't. Like Dash can get lucky, hit the items, banish some blues, mm. play some reds, right? But they don't double, triple their power. While Briar, like with the right turn, is like eight attacks with channel mount. You know what I mean? I'd never, I'd, ne- I'd, I occasionally have had two channel mounts in one turn, mm. but I've never had double channel mount two turns in a row off the back of a single channel mount the turn before that. Yeah. I've never had that before. So I Well, I had a high roll. Um, Felt so good. Experience That's as well. Deep. Unfortunately, into a new player. And I was like, do not try and learn anything from this moment at all. This is not how my deck usually looks. Just accept it. I think I had counters already. I had a um, pride out, the aura that gives me a counter. What were you playing against? Dory into dash, I think. Oh, into dash, yeah. Um, I was definitely on the back foot that game. Then I went supremacy, sharpen steel, determination. So dominate. So it, it came in for twelve dominate. <laughs> draw a card on hit. Then it was nine dominate. Draw a card on hit. Draw a twinning. Uh, draw a twinning off the first hit, so I could give the second. Oh, and I had a glint on the first swing, <laughs> so I hit. Draw off glint to give it go again. Draw off the hit. Drew a twinning. So it gave the second attack nine dominate. Twinning. Go again with refractions. Again, nine dominate. So it was 31 or 32 dominate turn off three attacks. Jeez. Like 10 dominate is not actually blockable in the game yeah. unless you are you have like an unmovable and a sink. But it wouldn't have mattered because I have a, a, a twinning blade anyway. <laughs> like, like if he had 
double de-reacted the first attack, the 12 dominate, and got it got it blocked, it just would have... I would have... Anyway, it's silly. Do they have any armor? <clears throat> Irrelevant. Mm. No one has that much armor. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I when I made my deck tech video, I was explaining there's three cards in the, my deck. If you try and play them in the correct order, which is also why I only run one of one, two of the other, and three of the third, is you don't want to see them in the wrong order. So you want... Like pride is irrelevant. If you see it early, play it. If you don't, you don't want to draw it late game. And then if you see a... You want a glistening turn, get some counters, and then you want to see a determination as soon after. Because once your Dawnblade's five, if it's now six dominate for the rest of the turn, plus all your D-reacts... Like, yeah, they can block six, but what they can't do is throw 12 at it. Mm. <coughs> so when are you and Phil going to have the showdown? So just so to let everyone know, uh, John did a, a deck tech on his channel, Fluke mm. & Box, and Philip McKay, Philpsy, did a Dory deck tech on his channel. It was like a battle off. And I presume now you guys are actually going to do a face off. The thing with Philpsy, right? Is that what you're going to do? Are, are you guys going to battle this that out? little weasel Frenchman. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. I call him. I go, Phil. Our video is 1.8k views, which is quite good for my channel. I don't do a lot of player content. It's above average. Okay, people obviously like the deck tech. The problem is... The video had shit audio. It, the deck's not very good. So I want to remake it. But I go, we don't even agree on how to play Dory right now. So we should do separate videos linked to each other, but use the same thumbnail mirrored, <laughs> which is what I did. And then let people have two decks to play. It ended up being three. He did a Dawnblade and a Dagger one. He goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Go, let's do that. And then we can maybe make a Dromai one. Because I'm also happy. I want to play around with deck building a bit more. Because I'm getting there. I'm starting. This Dory list is all me. Like, it's it's using inspiration. But I haven't, like, copied this one. This one I've played, tweaked, played, tweaked. Because everyone's playing CC. I've had chance to test. I never said we're going to roast each other. And I never said we're going to do a showdown. He just took it upon himself. So, yes, there'll be a showdown. In the car park at Engadine Mackers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, we will probably have to film. I think I'll film it here on the table. Do the yeah. top-down view. Play on It'll be good paper. in paper. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Maybe have you here. You can you can ref. You can commentate. Com like live that. commentary. I love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, it'll be fun. But I think we just do the two more decks. So I guess January. Do a drone my deck. I'm trying to think of what other class. Maybe we'll do something something a bit... Like, I'll do a Reinar deck and he can do something crazy and then... You know what's really hot at the moment? And I wonder if Philpsy and all them are going to pivot back. I played against um, Ice Lexi mm. on Friday mm. and I think she's in a good spot. Well, into decks like Briar and... Um, Briar, Dash, Dash, she can lock you out. Fire. She can lock you out. Ice Vein fused, Amulets fused, discard or pay. But just the fact that you have to pay means you can't have a big turn. Yeah. It's pu it put me in the most... Awkward positions. You can Once, still win though. I couldn't. Once they got tempo, I couldn't get it back because every time I felt like I had a decent hand, I had to freaking discard something or do. It was so oppressive. I I streamed some Dory gameplay. I went seven two. One of the matches, I swear the ice the ice Lexi was on like two health and I was on twenty, and then I nearly lost. Whoa! Just in a row, Channel Lake. Make frostbites, discard or pay, again, again, 
I played against you know the, what I, mean? I played against the other Frenchmen. So there's three Frenchmen in our group team. Yeah, we got yeah. we got Remy, we got way Phil, and we got eight way too many. <laughs> and bloody Adrian, he pumped me. He had the I talk about Lexi. Yeah. Her actually her um ceiling is so freaking high. Yeah. When you play Yuki does so well, dude. she's she okay. plays a lot. Art of War, Rain Razor, three of the kind, mm. all in one turn, plus that. And then if you draw that... Plus oh. the plus three to your next arrow, dominate. Holy shit. When they're doing Art of War, drawing two cards, three of a kind, three. Rain Razor, every arrow gets plus three. I swear that was like a 30 plus damage turn. Easy. Can and I then I had... Can I tell you what's worse? Azalea. Really? Much worse. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played against Azalea in a while. Well, Azalea's like big cards would just say... So it'll be plus three, dominate. Mm. Sometimes it's... Plus three on hit, destroy your arsenal, dominate from Azalea's ability, right? And also maybe Dreadbore, so you can't play D-Reacts from Arsenal. Like, just degenerate. But then on hit, you can do one action on your turn. Doesn't say lose, go again. One action. Try playing Briar when you could take one action. Mm. Doesn't matter if you have 10 action points. You're only allowed to use one. Are that lightning token you saved up because you were going to have a big turn? Nope. Can't even pitch your cards away because it's mm. you know, only <laughs> pitching the one thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not. But like, yeah, that turn, it's like, yeah, every arrow gets plus four. Mm. You know, one off the Art of War, three off the Rain it's, Raisers. It's like, what the hell? I think Lexi's actually harder to block against than Dory, knowing mm. what hits to take, what not to take. Because yep. you will take hits, so you have to decide. You have to... Be able to see your hand and go, you know what? I'm going to get four Frostbites. I'm going to block for value, like just block for 12 and then let the Frostbites pop and try and, you know what I mean? You can, you can get greedy, and but you you're, you think, I don't know, my four cards and Arsenal, I can kill him, but then he'll make four Frostbites. How do I, you play around four Frostbites? Well, I, yeah, and I guess my point is I didn't find that match intuitive. Like to me, it seems like the match you need reps. You need reps. You like you said, you have to understand how to block. And the only way to understand how to block that deck effectively is to get some reps into it. It's not I don't find it like intuitive like playing against like whatever, another deck of fire. A oh, briar. like Rhino. It's yeah. not no one hits, it's yeah. like, oh, it's coming in for twelve. What can I do? You're playing yeah, fairly face up, even against Dash. I find that pretty intuitive Dash how is very to block. Intuitive. But something like Lexi <laughs> you know, there's a lot of decision points on their turn but for that's you why to these, make. these decks are what should scare you more. Like, yeah, Dash is annoying to play into. It's very aggressive. Sure. But you can high roll Dash and the game's over. Mm. But a good Lexi player who's pitch stacked a bit, blocked you out, and then just knows they can lock you out for four turns in a row now. They've set up some amulets. Man, you're not getting through that. Mm. And if you don't have the reps, because no one really, like there's not as many Lexi players as Dash as an example, you'll, you're more likely to fuck up. You're more likely to, block incorrectly once you block and then they rain raises and then you're like oh <laughs> right it's shit what's uh, been your highlight of 2022 i know we've both had some pretty rough year personally yeah. it's been pretty Fuck rough yeah. it's nearly over next but fab wise what's been the highlight <laughs> probably i'm um, doing so well at pro tour yeah um i think i i earned some respect as a player which was good Definitely. <laughs> you know, top 32 on your first Pro Tour was very impressive. Very um, impressive. One win from a PTI, which 
this year. I'll get one this year. Mm. <laughs> so performing at Lille, that was your highlight? For Fab, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For sure. Also, like, my confidence going in, because we'd just come from Singapore. I did not do well in Singapore. So I tweaked the deck. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, the draft was crap. But then three wins in a row. Then into Oldham, whatever, loose to Oldham. Same draft again, crap draft. Three in a row. I'm like, man, if I 4-0 this CC, I'm like... <laughs> I, I mean, I knew I'd cashed. And I was joking. I think Nick Butcher was around my Were well, you cashed twice this year? Yes. That's pretty Sydney good. Sydney calling. Yeah. Uh, Sydney calling was, was fun to cash, but it's much smaller than like a Pro Tour cash. Yeah, but you still they're, cash. They're proper pro players that didn't cash at Pro Tour. They dropped for the battle hard. Mm. You know what I mean? There's some very renowned players that outperformed. Mm. On Dory. Obviously, some matchup luck. It's not all me. Now, if you put me back, I can 8-0 that. I finally have got my head around the older matchup, which now no one plays again. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's the good part about Dash being in the meta is Dash doesn't struggle into Oldham as much as other aggro decks. So Dash could just play like... I think Dash could nearly fatigue Oldham. Mm-hmm. Like with the right pistol set, I think that's how you can play into Oldham. It's like, what are you gonna do into four pistol shots for yeah. three? Like, what what do you do? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take damage, and if you block them, the dash hasn't actually expended any cards. They've just pitched two blues, loaded for the next turn. It's impossible. I think that's the deck we'll see. I think before Pro Tour, before outsiders will see bans for dash is that the next ban restricted announcement so. is when outsiders drops or before it always outsiders? there's always one when a set drops okay uh i wouldn't be surprised to see some dash i don't know what they'd ban because it's not obviously overpowered yeah but any but it's the same as the prism problem where the deck was had two game plans and they're both S tier. <laughs> like, Heralds into decks with no poppers is S tier. Like, 20 damage a turn consistently, even with blues. Um, But, you know, you could Erudition draw t- to one of them's also an Erudition. Pummel it. Like, <laughs> it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Aura plan into anything that had D-Reacts or poppers, which was S tier. If you could make two Auras a turn for two turns in a row... The game's <laughs> over. Yeah, Prism had... Dash feels like that where Dash can out-aggro an aggro deck and it can fatigue a fatigue deck. Yeah, I see what your point Well, d- like decks like Dory, like Reiner, um, like Bolton, mm. like Azalea, they have one plan. They can't play two. You can't play... You can't pivot entirely off your sideboard. Like Dory, I can put D-Reacts and stuff and be more t- defensive, but I still have one weapon that is really viable and one game plan and the deck, the cards are not like, don't synergize with the other game plan. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can't. Bolton can do two different game plans. Sabres and Raiden are quite um, distinct, but not as distinct as say Dash can do two game plans within one game even. And Prism's two game plans are very distinct. You know, auras like hardball auras and, 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 Balls heralds, to the wall, yeah. heralds. It's like two different decks, but they're in the same deck. It's just what are you pitching? What are you playing? Yeah, that's the problem. Mm. It, 
look, I, I again, I'm no expert. I'm just this is my impression. People like um, like Hayden, like Phil, that have more of a deck building mind, are probably don't see the problems I see because they've solved more of them. But I feel like Dash is just. I give an example like Harpoon. So usually you just block out dash or you take the raw damage and hit them back. Now they go boost, boost, boost. Sorry, double boost. The third attack is Harpoon. Mm -hmm. They get to look at three cards in your hand. Unfortunately for me... They get a card. All my my deck (laughs) is either reactions or non-attack actions. Mm. And non-attack actions that can force me to block with. But they happen to be... My most powerful cards. <laughs> so they see a glistening, they go, oh yeah, block with that. Or they see a blue Warrior's Valor or, or a potion. They force you to block with a potion. It's an unattack action. But I only draw one blue a hand, maybe. <laughs> mm. I can kind of afford to run. So what happens is I'll have tempo, I'll have counters, I'll have a 20 life advantage. It's all irrelevant because they just steal tempo off one card. Like, for Dora to steal tempo, it's not one card. Like, I have to throw my entire armor at you in a lot of cases to keep tempo. Would one you, card. Would you consider changing up the composition in your deck if you thought that Harpoon was that much of a... a, a, a you can't. A kryptonite? You can't because it's... A, look, again, people... You, the, the truth is... You can. You can't, can't you? look at it in my lens because I'm the one insisting on playing Dory. <laughs> like you can get some zero blocks in there, then they can't take those. They can. You can block with a potion. Doesn't block for anything, but the harpoon can force you to block. What does harpoon say? Can can it? Armor value if less is, than the amount of boot. Yeah, boost. but what happens if there's no there's no uh, there's nothing there? Like a amulet of earth. They can't grab that, can they? Pretty sure. Really? Because it's Technically, a zero, a zero block. Same as you can block. I with. thought you just can't block with a zero block. I don't. I thought you couldn't even block with a zero. Hey, block. maybe I'm wrong, but that hasn't been the issue. Singing Steelblade, Steelblade Supremacy, Iron Song Determination, mm. all my very strong cards, a non-attack action that he could force me to block with. You know. Mm. Um, are but, you looking forward to drafting again? You mentioned draft then yeah, for Lil and you know I mean, we we had a lot of fun drafting uprising here. I'm, I'm all I'm especially a four a four card set a four hero set. We're gonna draft it. It's irrelevant whether I'm gonna enjoy it. Or I have no idea if I. Are you it missing draft? I guess that's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it was fun. Mm. My issue is, I already know two of the heroes in the set, and I'm not that like I definitely don't want to draft a ranger. <laughs> like I have no interest in drafting a ranger. Because it's another hero that has a weapon that doesn't attack, which is already my big fucking problem with the Uprising draft was one hero has a weapon and the other two don't. So one hero can block with three, pitch, swing weapon, get value, cycle, while the other two heroes are like the brick hands are no damage turns. Like Icelander, Drome, I could have no damage turns while Fi just needed... A card to pitch. So we're getting Assassin and Ranger. That's what you mean. They're the two confirmed. I mean, they seem... Azalea's confirmed, actually. We've seen an Assassin card, so we're assuming yeah, there's and an Assassin. there'll be an Assassin yeah. because it's a draftable set. So Ranger, Assassin... Both play confirmed. off the top. Yep. So if that's the theme, Mechanologist makes sense. 
so does Brute. <laughs> that's how I look at it because Brute will always play off the top. Draw a discard, draw a discard. That's what Brutes do. It's always draw a discard. So, you know, Arachne can opt and <laughs> leave a non-six at the top. That kind of thing, right? Or banish your sixes. Like, I think that makes sense. Brute Warrior. would be cool. Brute would be very cool. Was only, like... Brute hasn't had any limelight. Well, so there's only one generic f- Brute for CC. But a full set with Brute support <sighs> might just be a catalyst for those both other... Forget whatever's in the set. Reiner... Like, by the way, there was a lot of Brute support in Dynasty that seems pretty good. Yeah. It's just, it just hasn't quite pushed um, Levy and Reiner into... But again, I think that's also... I think Reiner's a good option for CC if you know how to pilot the deck. Like, mm. uh, for you example, our mutual friend, he's still trying to work out Reiner and CC because he doesn't like the play style... Of setup of, of the decks that have been doing well. Mm. So even though certain people have been winning with Reiner, he, he, he just doesn't like that the way that deck plays. He's more RNG than he would like, maybe. Less. Yeah, he wants to do the... Here's what's funny. He wants more Dallas RNG. stuff. <laughs> so, Jason Chung mm. was like, only way you play Brute is you roll Scabbies every turn. And you accept the times you roll one because you should roll sixes as many times and a six counteracts the one. And in a long game, on average, you'll... Now, unfortunately, sometimes you roll the one at a very pivotal point and sometimes you roll a six when you only... You can't actually use them, right? But on average, you just get two action points. On average, on average, you get two action points. Like five times out of six, you're fine. And three times out of six, it's more than one action point, right? Yeah. Six, five, four. So 50% of the time, you get go again. Hmm. And five out of six times, you just play as normal, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. I think you've got to lean into it. Because that deck really pops off when it pops off. Like with the new cards too, the drawing cards, instead of discarding them, um, it's got a lot of fatigue proof now with the... like, uh, What's that card called? Um, Reincarnate. It's a pretty good CC card because you will always have something in your deck. So what... what? So you so just say speculative. You're thinking a ranger, assassin, a brute, and then X, something mech. a mech. Okay. Mm. Well, there's only one CC mech. So that makes a lot of sense to go assassin mech. Means there's two assassins, two mech. I think maybe we're getting to a point. There's too many adult heroes, and this year is going to be a lot if there's another draft set coming. You know what I mean? Can never have too many. No, I think for like a healthy game, you can't. You don't want a hundred heroes. Not a hundred, but oh, I've just well, we would be hitting thirty this year, easily. What are we at now? Sixteen, seventeen. I don't want to list them out. I, I know yeah. in Blitz it's over twenty. Oh, to Blitz is heaps. Yeah, yeah. CC, I don't know if we're over twenty. Anyway, we'll crunch the numbers. But <clears throat> well, either way, it's not. It doesn't take long because they slowed down Living Legend. Like, okay, no one plays Briar this season. Probably mm. nothing. Living Legends, <laughs> nothing. So, okay, nothing Living Legends, whole season. We're in June. Draft uh, expansion set. It buffs Reiner. 
that becomes the S tier. Great, that's not going to living legend one season either anymore. And at the end of the year, you get another four heroes. Do you think we'd see the tap turned up a little halfway through the ProQuest season if Briar wasn't pushing LL? LSS just goes, okay, second half of well, ProQuest I mean, they, season. They are happy to adjust. I, but mind you, there's there's only two Rune Blades in the meta anyway. I don't think they want another Rune Blade living legend already. Do you think we'll see talents in Outsiders or all generic heroes? Well, it's weird. They said Light Shadows this year. Yes. So is that is that the supplementary set? Are we going to get two heroes in? Do you know what, like what what does where is it? Because if it's at the end of the year, then they really want to keep Briar around for the end of the year. Because if Briar's out, it's just Viz. I like maybe not having talents in this set and just really focusing on some depth because that has been some common criticism. Especially well, Azalea is not going to have a talent. What's her talent going to be? Yeah, well, they ha- they're not just going to reprint Azalea as Azalea, right? Why not? No. No way. They'll starve look, I, the show. They'll starve her. They'll do something. In the- okay, but how does that even look and I, why? I don't know. Why? But, would, but wh- I guess, you know, what, what we're actually arguing here is what's the pit's talent? Is it Alchemist? <laughs> is assassin is assassin a talent mm. maybe maybe we're all wrong and it's actually assassin ranger mm. and there's no assassin in the set mm. do you understand what i mean because stealth isn't a keyword we've seen we don't know what that yeah happened. maybe this could i think be i like know what stealth is azalea death dealer assassin ranger whatever something. right um now people are saying are oh, the only dual class is emperor because he's like the most powerful wizard i'm like I, I can't remember if that's actually been said in that context like there won't be other dual class uh i haven't heard james say there won't be but he i did they're hear, reserving it yeah they're not gonna print everything as a dual because that's boring actually you don't want you don't want everything to be dual class of course yeah but starver was triple talent mm. <laughs> do you know what i mean like and ridiculously powerful i think um a ranger, maybe assassin is a talent, not a, not a. That's what I mean. What's the pits talent? Because they've said every region has a talent. Well, what's the pits? Mm. We know what Volcor is. We know what Solana is. We know what the monastery is. All these regions. Uh, we we're pretty sure the Savage Lands will probably just be Savage, mm. right? It could be a talent. Savage might just be you roll the dice, a bit like a KO ability. Stealth, I think, is just going to be a new assassin weapon. Would you... Because um, the weapons right now feels like you shouldn't be running two daggers. Doesn't mm. like it's, it's nearly redundant to hit with both. It's a lot of pitch. A pitch four to swing for two. Would you be excited to see a lot of uh, large-scale limited events pop off after Outsiders? It'll have. That's what it'll be, right? It'll be draft calling, draft. Yeah, that's what I mean. Would you like going to limited callings? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so far they haven't done purely limited ones, though, have they? Yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah. Twenty. Oh yeah, but recently they it's been a mix. So I'm expecting a mix of draft CC. Not for no 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 not for um callings have just been either limited or constructed. Pro Tools been mixed. Right. But not callings. Well, I, I hope they just do blitz again. Blitz calling, team blitz, that'd be fun. So fun. Team events are fun. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that there's not one in Australia and that the New Zealand calling CC. Like, just make it team blitz. Well, I think we'll get a calling this year, uh, next year. 
Well, they've upped the callings. They've down. They've upped battle hardens a lot. Yeah. What do you think of the new the OP announcement? Man, we're in a weird spot in Australia. It's it's all bad because I I, don't, I haven't been. The only good event was the Sydney Blitz calling, but that had LSS staff at it, mm. and even that had its own issues. But more or less was a good event, a big event. Both nationals were not the best. One was during COVID, and like it's sort of irrelevant. But this last nationals is like. Our nationals was that bad? Like, do you really want these kind of TOs running callings? It's not going to be good. It's not going to be a prize war. It's not going to be singles. Not even going to be banners and artwork around the place. No cosplay contest. Like, come on. Mm. Like, even from a money perspective, you can make so much more money if you put some effort in. Mm. And it's weird. We don't have a flagship shop. We don't have, like, one store in Australia where you'd go, this person, let's back them. Like Grimdark is really the only one. There's probably a consensus that he does a fucking fantastic job. Well, that's why. But he's very regional. Like, well, that's why I was asking um, Brendan. Like, does LSS have a policy whereby uh, a, a competent TO without a brick and mortar can run nationals? Yeah, but I, I don't. That's let's say that happens mm. and it's a great nationals. Yeah. Ideally, that helped a store. Ideally, it's that's why I was saying, well, what you do is you need to part, like if, if you're a person listening that can run these events, find a store to back you because they'll send a store extra armory kits and battle hardened kits and a PTI event. So you've got to find the store and then do it under their name. So we could run a Nationals under the Grimdark banner, but Brennan's got to run his shop. But that's the thing. Do you need even a store? Do, do you have to have a well, banner? What I'm saying, if you're doing it through Grimdark... Mm. then it's irrelevant what LSS want because it's going through Grimdark. They're responsible for it. Mm. Now, if Grimdark hire Paul to run it for them, why would LSS care? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Does it make sense? Like you're just the person managing the event for Grimdark. Mm. That's that's what I'm trying to say is really you don't need to wait for LSS to go our policy is. You can just go, who do we want to run it? And Brenda would be a great candidate. I'm surprised they didn't give it to... Um Good games. Uh, LPG ran... Uh, I went to two of the MTG mm. Nats that they ran down in Canberra. They were at the Australian Institute of Sport. Nice venue. 600-plus um, player event yep. for Nats. Um, Why awesome. Canberra, though? Because it was, you know, nationals. It was traditionally sure, yeah. always in Canberra. It's like, that's I how... I guess it, Canberra is accessible by everyone. Yeah. Like it's, it's a cheap ticket from pretty much everywhere. You know, right? it's yeah. it's our capital city. Sure. So, and this is the, you know, the national. So let's have it in Canberra. I thought it was quirky. It was fun. Mm. Um, Institute of Sport was a good venue. I think it's reasonably priced as well. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing maybe LPG getting another shot. I think, but LPG were hiring an event person, so maybe they're having struggles internally. Do you, like when someone puts a job up for basically an event coordinator, either their events coordinator doesn't want to do it or they saw something missing. Because that calling was great, but like it wasn't run by people that understood Fab mm. and there was no prize wall. There, and the, the people they picked for singles vendors was quite odd. Mm. Like, like they could have done a lot better. You know, like the people in New South Wales with singles weren't there. Some things, like, you know, we discussed that at length, that calling in Sydney. Some things I thought were done well. Uh, 
But I think the stuff that was done well is purely LSS support. Like all the artwork and banners and the hype, that's LSS gives you those banners. LSS I thought the venue was good. The venue was amazing. Mm. Correct. But I don't think in Sydney there's many good venues. That particular venue wouldn't be the best venue in Sydney. You could Not run the, the best, but it was but good. I had no complaints about the, the venue. Maybe a bit packed, but that's just because the event sold out pretty much. Mm. But yes, it, it was great altogether. But wasn't running on time, which is also partially... Um, like I think that these TOs are giving way too much authority to judges. Like the judge staff's job doesn't, I don't think it's supposed to be to run your event. I think they should, they can run the draft, but the TO should be the one ensuring yeah. there's no line outside. Um, you got enough staff to handle people, people ushered to the right. Like it's not the judge's job. I know they're there to help. Um, because it felt like Noah was running the event. Yeah, look, I don't know exactly where the demarcation points are, but I do know that, um, you know, especially Magic, because I played in so many events, I had friends that were high-level judges, NTOs. Uh, the judges were expected to do some of the, you know, TO functions, on-the-day functions, mm. but they're not responsible, I don't believe, for all the logistics leading up to the event. So that's all done by the TO, you know, or all the logistics yeah. leading up, and then, like, on the day... Uh, the judges sort of step in and, and, and take control over certain things. Um, but it would be interesting where all those, you know, because when Magic was popping off, there was a massive community of people that volunteered their time, supported these big TOs and ran these successful events in Australia. Yep. And since Magic OP, you know, disintegrated a few years ago before COVID, I wonder where all those people are. Like that talent, has that just disappeared forever? Is it like a, a knowledge void now that we have in the TO in Australia? Like is there no one competent in this country anymore that can do these events? Uh, what I think is it's a pretty low-paying, thankless job. Most people, most judges, they're volunteers. They mm. get some compensation. I think in that vein, most of those people, if given enough reason, they'd quit doing it anyway. Mm but they keep going because the events keep going and the community still expects them to be there. And they have some uh, community status mm. that keeps you going. Um, how long? Because 50 minutes for a jiu-jitsu example. Jiu-jitsu is run off the back of like your blue belt running classes for free so you can have a day off. Mm. But you can see it backfire because, okay, the, the guy running the class usually gets the belt quicker. They get, you know... Bit more, they usually train yeah. for a few lurks and perks. Yeah, but the problem with that is eventually you get to a point where it's like, well, they're going to leave and start their own gym, or you're going to pay them. And I believe it, when magic stopped, people that were judging out of passion for the game were like, it's not a negative to them to not have to put in all those weekends. Now they're spending more time with the kids or playing the events, you know, and it's hard to bring them back. It's because it was never a high paying. Do you know what I mean? The TO, like themselves, like someone like Lindsay would probably jump in because he knows how much money he can make, but that's not purely passion, so it's different. He, he'd run a Y Schwartz event if you paid him. He'd run a, he'd run a MetaZoo event if you paid him. Even if he hates the game, he'll run it because he's like, this many tickets, this event, blah, blah, blah. He can, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a business thing. It's, mm. a, it's not passion. Mm. Not pure passion. The I know he's passionate mm. about magic, but he would definitely run an event he wasn't passionate about. But you're not going to go judge a MetaZoo event for a couple of boxes of MetaZoo. Like, no one's going to do that. So I think that's where the people have gone is they're around, but they're like happy not to judge right now, happy not to have the responsibility. 
So you got to, that's this grassroots problem. You got to find these people in flesh and blood. It's not just exactly, I think you, we got to build it from the ground up, but it's not just the judges, like at a big like Grand Prix, like a calling, you'd have the judging team. Mm. You'd have the TO that would come to site with a bumping team, right? So they do all the tables, all the, yep. you know, getting the hall, everything set up. Then you'd have the other people, the scorekeepers. So all the people that would be sitting behind the computers, up on the top desk, timekeeping, scorekeeping, they're not judges. They yep. have their own roles like and sound responsibilities. People. They're just, yeah. That's what they do. That's yeah. what they do. And then you'd have the welcome desk people. You'd have two people, three people on the welcome desk. And then yep. you'd have two or three people at the prize wall. You know, so there was lots of groups of teams, mm. right? And all those people have vanished because I remember all the faces. But they're all, see them all, I imagine all, they're all just gamers. They're in the community. Yeah, to they're all point. magic players. Yeah. But like a company like Good Games or LPG would have the resources to go, hey, like send an email out to your 400 members and go, look, we got this job pays 28 an hour. It's on the weekend. We'll give you like it's, you know, you pretty much have to come in at seven by 10 o'clock. You're, you're trained. Like you don't even need like, you know what I mean? Like scorekeeping can be taught on the day. If someone has some TCG knowledge, you can explain how to reuse the software, you know? Mm. But I, that's what I mean. I don't think those people are gone. I think people like Lindsay is only TO I really know from old school. All of those people would know all the people. Like, I'd imagine Lindsay could find 100 people tomorrow to run an event if it was needed because mm. they're just in his contacts. Yeah. And I'm sure a chunk of them are still customers. You know what I mean? They still play in a store or even the... I mean, internationally, he could probably set up an event in Asia. Brennan Healy clearly has the same type of thing. Like he could just on his phone, on Facebook, find five people to come and do timekeeping. See, that was interesting that um, uh, Fabled mm. got the contract for New Zealand callings, but not Australia callings. I, okay. New Zealand's a weird one for flesh and blood because there's no distributor. Mm, well, here they have to go through the distributor for some things. So you it? think they tied the calling deal into the distribution deal with LPG? I mean, if I was LPG, I'd ask. I'd, uh, Channel Fireball's the same, although they're not a distributor. They're a big enough client that they probably went, well, we also want to run your events because they know from other games how much money are in the events. You could tell that whole 10 uh, worlds... It's a lot of money. They would make a lot of money because it's a cheap venue. Like a venue with no toilets can't be expensive. Like no, you couldn't convince me it was a premium. Ten grand a day? You think that hangover was? irrelevant. They made a lot of money. Mm. Wh whatever it was, we had, let's say, 2,000 people total came through the door. How much was a ticket? 100 US? Uh, for the Fable, no, it was more. It was oh, like no, no, but I'm just like real low numbers. It's $100,000 just in tickets. Mm. It's not counting the overpriced food. Let's You've easily made twenty to 50000 off the overpriced canteen you had, you know, plus all the playmats that they sold. Now, they sure, they paid um, money to the uh, artists for them, but, you know, it's not like you're not taking a fee. You're not processing that crap for free. Mm, I, so it's it's easy a hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars for three days. You're not paying fifty thousand a day. Even your staff, like how many staff did they have? It wasn't super super packed with staff. Twenty staff, a couple of hundred bucks a day. It's nothing. Mm. If you're not walking away with fifty to a hundred thousand profit, 
that's that's how I see that. It's a hundred thousand dollar payday. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I I know that you know. I yeah. know the TOs for running those big GPs were taking home six figures at the end of the weekend. That was pretty standard. And you can't convince me that anybody's worth six figures for a weekend. <laughs> 50 cent for a couple of songs, well, maybe. Well, you know well, what I mean? Well, like a well, real I celeb. Think, well, I think the fab... <laughs> look, if we got a calling that was freaking amazing, okay, and no one else was running it, but that TO walked away with six figures, I wouldn't be begrudging against them. You know, as long as the community okay. got but a great event. No, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is mm. I don't think you walk away with six figures if you were really looking after the community. You would have more staff. You would have a better venue in a better location. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. That's I how, see that. That's I where the that. money goes, right? The money's got to go to something. If you're not making it, you spent it on renting better tables or a better venue or... um price support for instance so like the price support at worlds was actually atrocious for the amount of money you paid to join the battle hardens what's with these battle hardens not getting prize that, tips anymore that's because they're printing money they did it at pro tour one yes, it was freaking awesome it, but that's because they go wait ls here's the thing the faults with lss it's a hundred percent with lss whoever they have running their their organized play is the inexperienced one well, they obviously haven't set it out in terms in I can sit down and write a contract mm. and I don't even have a legal background or a tournament organizing background or a TCG background. I can tell you immediately, I'd be like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a prize wall and the rate is this because it's for the community, not for you to print money. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. Go battle hardened. If, if like literally I'd have a chart, free entry, no price support. All the way up to $100 entry, minimum price support, $50 RRP. So you're going to get 10 packs minimum. Like none of this, like do you understand what I'm saying? I, like that you write that, LSS writes that. The problem is I think what they're doing well is very obvious. I had long chats with LSS staff about this at Worlds. The art is fucking phenomenal. The lore is phenomenal. The set distribution, the the rarities in Fab 2.0 are awesome, right? James is doing an awesome job at, at being the leader when he writes to the community, open letters and stuff. It's top-notch, faultless, nearly faultless, right? Like you can't really, you know what I mean? Their band's right on point. What are they fucking up with? The organized play stuff, the scheduling stuff. They're subcontractors. Yeah. But that, but so, but but I understand why the other stuff is a priority because you don't have events if you have shit sets. If the art looks like MetaZoo, you don't have the player base. Like I understand the priority has to be, but now and they've said it anyway for twenty twenty three. They they're gonna they've hired new people and they're pushing, but you can tell that that's what's lacking. But that's on them. That's on them. That's loose contracts. That's trusting people like Channel Fireball again and again to do things correctly and then not doing it. Like the playmat thing, it's a very easy thing to fix. I was there like, I love everyone that works at LSS, but you talk to this guy's like, I don't know, not my problem. Talk to this guy, not my problem. My job's to ship the mats. My job's to book the venue. My job's not to sort out playmats. Like I'm, as a person, I'm not like that. Like if I had an LSS lanyard, Channel 5 would be fucking giving me answers instantly. Like, but like I don't, I don't think at that, at that my, point the ship my, had sailed. No, the playmats were still behind the counter. None of them had been delivered in the morning. Like you bought them the day before. I would have been there in the morning going, refund all that. 
or at least pause everything till we have a meeting and decide what's going on. But they took people's money and then there were no refunds. Like Phil took two hours to get his refund. Yeah. But what you do when you fuck up like that is you refund everybody. Then you sold the playmats the way they were announced to be sold, at least during the hours of the event, not prior. Yeah, it was a fuck up. Yeah, but you can't like... But I just don't know if LSS could have gone in there and heavy-handed them to do anything at that point. Channel Fireball could just say, piss off, we're doing it our way. No, they can't because Why who not? owns the playmats, Paul? It's not Channel Fireball. It's still not their property. It's not Channel Fireball's property to sell. It's the artist's property and it's LSS. You understand Channel Fireball don't buy the playmats to sell them. That would be very... Con- well, they got them for free to make money off, no, is that what you're saying? No, Every other event, the playmats get delivered straight. So, so who was collecting that money? Channel Fireball was. So here's my understanding. At every other event, yeah, Federico Musetti's there. Yep. Um, Newson, our yep. friend, would ship boxes of playmats. I believe it's him. He deals with the promotional shit. He'll ship crates of or boxes of playmats to the TO's warehouse. Mm-hmm. When the TO opens the door for the event, they wheel over Federico. Like, it literally on the box will say Federico Musetti. It goes to his booth. It's just... Marketing material. It's the same as... But what about the mats though? Channel Fireball. This is what I'm explaining, right? So the reason they changed that, according to LSS staff, was the problem with Federico is he'd end up with $50,000 in cash or whatever, which is not good in certain parts of Europe. It's a fucking pain to fly with, right? And then you're in a foreign country with all this cash. And then, you know, like there's nefarious types. Like it's not impossible that... Now that I've even said that, someone goes, you know what? Like next time Federico's in, like when <laughs> the next pro tour in Europe, we'll just roll the guy in the car. But what's anyone going to do? It's not like there's armed security, right? It's a lot of money and it's tax problems. And, you know, and by the way, governments aren't good at understanding you made 20, 10, $5,000 at a card event if they really want to ask questions, right? So the point was Channel Fireball is going to process all the payments and pay the artists with a transfer. Makes sense on paper. It's a great idea, right? Because that becomes... So that was for Worlds. That was selling them on behalf of the artists. Yes. Oh, okay. They just sold them incorrectly. Interesting. And I didn't know the that. messaging from Flesh and Blood LSS was different to what actually happened because it was like you can buy these at the LSS booth. No playmats were sold at the LSS booth. Also, if you wanted a playmat signed... You had to buy it, line up at the Channel Fireball booth to get it, then go line up at the artist booth to get it signed, which no one has time for. It's like, you, you saw the lines. Like, in a perfect world, you line up, you buy the playmate, get it signed, like every other event. But as if you wouldn't say, like, just my brain, like, I'd much rather see my money, no offense, Channel Fireball, to go, go to, to the, the artist than Channel Fireball. But why didn't, why didn't the TO just say, or oh, uh, all proceeds or profits go to the artist? Like, everyone would be on board with that, right? No one would win just loudly, correct? Yeah. Why wouldn't so you do that? Because LSS aren't enforcing it. Hmm. LSS are going, do this. Like, look, I, I, I'm not trying to... I, I know LSS watches this channel. I'm not trying to, like, talk shit. I'm trying to avoid this. Because it's not a good experience. As a fan, that was not a good experience. I'm also, after all the expenses to get to Worlds, thousands of dollars, carting the podcast equipment, everything, I also had to fucking pay... Nearly six hundred Australian dollars for two playmats. Get fucked. No, no. I was there and I wasn't playing. I had time to line up. I just couldn't buy them for fifty bucks. That's not fair. Oh, you're saying you you purchased them? I had to buy them aftermarket. Aftermarket. Okay. Scalpers, man. Yeah. 
Oh, I had no time to learn up to get. I got but no. But I did have time because I wasn't playing worlds. My whole plan was I had the whole day to get playmats to get them signed. Yeah, and they just screwed you. When you I asked feel for the screwed. Who screwed me is irrelevant. What I'm trying to say is, okay, it to me it's flowchart in my head. I'll try and verbalize it. LSS cares more about their fans and community than Channel Fireball or anybody else will, right? Mm. They're the mummy, they're the daddy, they're the ones that, this is their baby. So it's on them to write this stuff contractually, go, you want to run our event and print money, here's what you must do. You have to micromanage. I was talking to MJ about this at, at Worlds because I'm like, she was. what did she say? She's like, it's weird for her to meet the artist because she literally polices them. That's her job. Like, she's the conduit between the technical side and the art side. So there's a vision for this hero. This is what they look like is the big brief. The artist sends her draft. She has to go, nah, that's shit. That's her job is to go, nope, do that better. Face is ugly. Eyes are not symmetric. Whatever. Like she's got to nitpick, micromanage. Okay, MJ, because she was, what did she say? She made a comment like, it's awkward meeting them because like I can be very stern in the emails, like back and forth. Okay, MJ, but you understand from the fans' perspective, we're very appreciative because the art is pretty much faultless. Like the art is one of the big reasons, flesh and blood. And thank you for micromanaging and being a bit of a bitch to the artist when you need to be because mm-hmm. you end up with a good product. Like I don't care if James has to yell at people to get the work done. If the sets are good, it's that. that's like we, we don't – there's obviously – blood and tears behind it we know he was sleeping on the fucking floor Hmm. it doesn't have to be pretty in the back at the end of the day people are only going to look at the product people aren't going to be like the product's great but you know maybe you should sleep more hours a day like no one's saying james should sleep more people just like the product to get the product we get he doesn't sleep a lot that's just the cost mj has to be a bitch to some artists i'm sure when the art doesn't match the brief or they missed a big key law detail like they're supposed to have green hair and the artist makes it blue. Like, that's got to change. So the artist is not only happy putting in extra work, but that's her job, micromanaging, mm-hmm. being... Like, management is all about being an asshole. Parenting is about being an asshole. Like, love and everything is great, but you can't be a good parent if you're always a mate to your kids. Like, that's just not how parenting works. It's not how you run a company. It's not how you manage events. This is LSS's job to go, no, 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 no. None of this crap. No, no, no. That's the max ticket price is this or the minimum price support is this. That's on them. Yeah. I think though, you know, to be fair, uh, still a new company, mm. uh, still new at running big events. Oh, yeah. Like I think Worlds was probably the biggest event in history that LSS has ever put on. Um, I think they're just uh, learning along the way. Um, I think a lot of this is probably just oversight because they didn't sit through and think you know, their subcontractors could screw them this way. I just know with my day job, oftentimes <clears throat> I might get screwed in a contract, but it's an oversight on my part because I never saw it coming or I never saw that, uh, you know, uh, someone would approach a situation that way. And what do I do for the next one? I tighten it up. So that's, that's I tighten exa- it up. That's all I'm saying is yeah. not, it's not to go back and say what they should have done. Mm. It's I'm saying it's on them, meaning when you know this could happen or yeah, can you tighten happen, it up now that you're one. aware yeah. that your contractor can book a venue with no toilets, that's not going to happen again, is it? Yeah. And if it does, that's a big problem. The first one is like, I didn't, Im- I, by the way, in Australia, you can't have a venue without toilets. I can't imagine it's legal here. That's an American thing. 
that, like in Australia, you can't refuse someone water if they come into your venue and ask for a drink because it's a hot country. Legally, you have to offer tap water if you have a business license. Yeah, even, the, even the showground pavilions out at yeah. Homebush have toilets. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think in Australia you can own a business without toilets. Like that kind of like a function hall without toilets is a very odd. Here, council wouldn't approve it, Paul. Council would be like, what? But generally speaking, the toilet situation in America is C grade at best. But this is what I'm saying. So coming from a country like New Zealand, which is actually a little bit further ahead than Australia with the with like rules and regulations, definitely mm. like more advanced. Yeah, it's a more regulated more society. More regulated. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you think you go to a venue in Singapore without toilets? Are mm. you kidding? There'd be a bidet in every single toilet in Singapore. Like the, the minimum standard is quite high. So coming from New Zealand or most countries, most European countries, even third world countries, it's very odd. There's no way there's an event hall in Lebanon with no toilets in it. Again, wouldn't get accepted. The architect plans to get ripped up. It's weird that that exists. I think what's happened is dodgy. It's think that tent is actually a exhibition hall for the exhibition center because I've seen photos with cars in there and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that means it's a offshoot of a of the other building. Do you understand what I mean? To me, I got away. So I I'm saying they got I'd, away with toilets because it's not technically a building. No, no. But I'm saying I think then that design. So they've gone to council or whatever yeah. the equivalent is because you have to. You got to get of this course. stuff approved. And they've gone, the toilets are in the main building. This is the tent offshoot. This is a marquee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a marquee. Yeah. But they're not supposed to rent it out. Like, because again- They're not meant to rent this, it out me, as a building. Let me put it this way. Yeah. If we could just go put up tents mm. and charge $10,000 a day, everyone would do it. The, you can't. You have to have fire exits. Yeah, there's a lot of regulation goes in. Toilets, I think someone's done a- Which is fine. Yeah, I see how they could do it. But I think like they shouldn't be renting it on its own- I think that should be part of a... Oh, Channel Fireball just went for the cheapest place there. I, I've heard a different story. I don't think it's all on Channel Fireball. Yeah. Because I think the venue does have to get approved before they book it. And I think it was someone on LSS's end a while ago that fucked up and maybe isn't even with the company anymore. I, I've got in trouble for rumors before, but that's the rumor I've heard is you can't just blame Channel Fireball because LSS actually approved the venue. No, that's fair. So w- someone someone approved the venue, and if it was Channel Fireball, fuck them. If it's not, again, all I'm saying is I hope they've learned. <laughs> well, I'm led to believe Worlds was the last event that Channel Fireball was contracted to run. I've heard not, that Not too. saying they can't run more, but the current contract that expired with that event. And now we've got... Uh, the calling in Indianapolis first weekend yes. of Feb. That's run by Star City Games, part of the Star Is City. Is that on the wrong coast? Different coast though. It's in the middle. It's like south of this Chicago. Is weird. We went to New York or Jersey. That was Channel Fireball. Yeah, San Jose is the other coast. Correct. Channel Fireball. I thought it was Star City Games is one coast and Channel Fireball. Uh, oh, sorry. I've heard that Star City can only really do events on one of the coasts. Like that's uh, where I think that set was up. more of a, a magic. Like traditionally back in sure. the day, like there were sort of some invisible lines sure. that the TOs used to have in Magic with the coast. With you know there was like two or three or four. Um, but no, Indianapolis is actually closer to the uh, east coast, uh, south of Chicago. Mm. That's run by Star City during the SCG con. So it's going to have like magic yep. Pokemon. That's great though. Yeah. Magic Pokemon. 
that's actually what we should be doing, Paul, is find out when PAX is or whatever, when they do these big gamer events, that's when we should be pushing for a team blitz calling or something, one of these big events. Yeah. Run a big learn-to-play. Like, like if you have enough tables for 100 teams, but then the day before is a big free learn-to-play, we all turn up. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone that's around just help teach people how to play. But do you think... Um do you think Star City will get Worlds then? I mean, Pro Tour? Look, the thing Pro is, Tour I, 1, I think 2023? You're, you're, you work for a big corporate brand. Like, I think it's easy to go, fuck Channel Fireball. But it's never that simple. Mm. I'm sure Channel Fireball can run great events. Our experience, the flesh and blood community's experience with Channel Fireball isn't ideal. It's the stock they sold. It's the Monarch stuff. And then it's... Do you know what I mean? I've been but to I, a great Channel Fireball event before, Magic One. That's, but so that's in what Vegas. I'm saying. So it was I think awesome. it's I think it's like I said, I think it's more on LSS. Mm. If you're gonna get upset with anything, get upset if LSS keep allowing events to be run this way. Because if my contractor screwed up, I'm either tightening up or if they really screwed up, they're getting a very stern warning, like, hey, if anything, they're running my next event for free, man. Like like I used to run cleaners. Like when cleaners would screw me around a contractor, I'd be like, well, I have this graffiti on this bridge I need cleaned. I ain't paying you. Like that's you making up for the five grand I had to pay in, in overtime because you screwed up on the quote. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like that's the negotiation with contractors. Like you want to make money, you got to look after me. It's not free. Like you can't keep fucking up. And ex- do you, do you, yeah, you yeah, that's not how you manage contractors. Mm. Like you better be getting a massive like if if a contractor screws you and now you have to ask your client for fifty thousand more because the contractor is late, they better be doing something on the next contract if they're gonna get it. Like it's not even I'm not talking like under the table stuff. I'm like, no, no, you're gonna you're gonna pay for the venue upgrade next time. You're gonna have more staff. You're gonna Contract management's its own profession and that's why because a lot of uh, sneaky subcontractors set up their businesses based on um, getting away with charging variations. Well, but so but so they, they manipulate their contracts in order to sneak in variations. So they'll, yep. as, 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 as like, I'm not saying this happened to LSS, but um, every time LSS might ask for something, oh, hey, by the way, might not be Channel Fireball, anyone, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I need you to do this. You sent us the brief. We don't like it. Can you change it? Like, yeah, sure, that's going to cost X. I know. And LSS like, hang on a sec. But that's why you can't partner with those... Con- like, it's yeah. something like a TCG. That's why you got to find some some actual... Like, I saw John Sasso on um, Alex's channel. First of all, I don't know. Alex, man, don't give people like that fucking airtime. Like, the guy doesn't have a good reputation in LSS. I don't know why, like... You know what I mean? Because the guy was like... But the even by the way he's talking... You I know, haven't watched the video. Is it good? Fuck, he doesn't play fab, man. Like, that's the obvious thing you get from that video is him pretending to know, understand fab and use some words that are fab-related. But when it really... He's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to teach my kids how to play. And then he gets asked. He's like, I've never played fab. And he's like, but I've never played... I don't play any games. It's like, which is fair. But anyway, my point is this you got to partner with the right people. You know what I mean? So if you're going to if you're gonna give Channel Fireball a license, to, not a license, a contract, part of the contract can also be, look, you can have a 10-year contract, but we, you need to have a... 
like you know some how you you force a hire like you have a relationship manager on the contractor's end because it's a massive contract yeah yep. that person has to be from the community we shortlist send us resumes like you can literally say you have to hire someone from LSS for the next year hmm. do you understand like that's how big contracts work yeah I know no no you're gonna have Newson Zeng's gonna be running the like you're gonna have a liaison you're paying him a full salary mm-hmm He's your person now. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like you can, you can do that. Yeah, you can find someone in the community. Go, hey, this person is TO experience. He's a level two fab judge. He's on salary now at Channel Fireball because to run our events, you got to have someone who's connected. Yeah, full time. Like that's not. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, probably millions in profit when you add in. Channel Fireball used to sell stock, and so I don't think it's that difficult to make it happen, right? But you have to do it. You as LSS have to go, what do we expect from our contractors and events? What's the minimum standard? And I don't believe that document exists. Do you understand what I mean? Like by by looking at it, it doesn't feel like the process procedure for running these big events is either doesn't exist or is in very infant stages, which again, the company's in infant (coughs) stages. Who's the TO for Lil? Card Market? It was a distributor, wasn't it? I'm not too sure. Yeah, but what's funny is the, the guy running that, I think he's Italian, was a judge at the Channel Fireball event. So these guys have gone and flown someone in from Europe to help them run an event in the US. That boggles my mind. Why? Why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> the cost. But why? Magic always did that. They had judges that flew all the way around yeah, the world that's constantly. Just, that's just no, that, people that, that's doing very reach normal. arounds. No, you... Man... That's why, not why are you paying $3,000 for a ticket when you can hire someone locally that is just as qualified? I can't imagine the US has a shortage of Level judges. 2 judges, maybe they do. No, not le- level 2 judges, sure, you're flying some in. This, I don't think... He, this guy that was in Europe was just working for the distributor. He was selling well, so he, at the prize wall. So he wasn't a level 2 judge? I'm just saying he wasn't judging then. Oh, uh, okay. But at Worlds he was? He was a judge. He's the guy that had a confrontation. Yeah, so he was a level two judge. I don't, no, I, I don't think he's a level two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think a level two would actually behave that way. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, why is the guy running the card market prize wall a judge in a in the world's event? You couldn't find judges like that. To me, that's just insider people, no people. They get flown in like it's little. Yeah, that, there's probably a little bit of that yeah, too. Fuck that. Probably man. a little bit of it. Fuck that. Pro- I, by the way, I already know like Ellis's do like Ellis's are very loyal. You know, they're loyal to Rudy. They're loyal to. They're loyal. It's not a bad trait in and of itself, but I, I, I think that has a. That kind of loyalty stifles growth. As well, it can it can have a negative because if you're effect. putting resources into um, it can it can propel growth as well though. No, no, I'm so I'm not. What I'm trying to say, like, let me give you an example. This is personal to me, and I've had communication with LSS about it. They're loyal to only the original online resellers for Fab. Yep. If you weren't in the original original, you're out. Mm-hmm. You can't get it now understandable because at one point they were the distributor and now they have distributors and they can't screw the distributors by keep adding direct clients. Sure, fine. There's a there's a compromise there as you force the distributor to deal with the online. You just tell the distributor, look, they have to have a play space, but we have a list. If they're on it, you can sell them product. The problem with that loyalty is there's no more of those original single stores in Australia. 
and LPG overcharges unless you're double WPN. So even most of our small stores, the independents, are also struggling to even get stock, let alone at the right price, to compete with good games. So that loyalty to your distributor, it does hurt the community in Australia. I've been very vocal about it. Can't get singles. The smaller stores like Blood Rush pay way too much for product to the point where the biggest stores have a sale. It's less than Ollie pays. Mm. That's not, that shouldn't happen. There's cost and, like I understand people can be on tiers of pricing. But, but you can drop your price here, whatever no, you want. No, distributors shouldn't be selling stock anywhere near retail. Because you got to understand, man, if the distributor is selling stock for 100 bucks, they're paying 80 Yeah. So they have no reason to sell it at one ten. They're paying eighty. Their cost doesn't change based on your size as a customer, right? Because they charge you the shipping anyway. They understand like LPG have a fixed cost, but then they fluctuate the cost depending on how much they like you as a store or how big you are. Yeah, yeah, but it can that's fluct- pretty common in all. Paul, but it can fluctuate within reason. It shouldn't go anywhere near retail. Your 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 safe space is is in the. You're a distributor. It should be wholesale pricing. Yeah. You're playing in the ten percent. Above oh, 80. I'm not arguing. They're screwing people. Like you can't charge. Like if yeah. I can buy a box online off Mighty Ape for hundred and ten dollars, why the fuck is a store paying hundred ten dollars from the distributor? But what do you think's happening in America with Magic and Amazon? It's robbery. People aren't buying from their LGSs because they can get this shit cheaper on Amazon. I'd hate to see uh, um, but what Fab I, go down that route. Well, I, I think right now I hate that. I'd hate that. You have stores that allegedly do singles that can't even fucking make the effort to bring them to nationals. So what's the point? But then you have most of the smaller independent stores that would probably open four to ten cases a set for singles. Pay I'd, too pay too much for the stock. I just don't think our player base is starved for singles. I don't think it's having a negative effect yet. I think if we were triple the size with our current supply, maybe it would be an issue. I, I'm talking to new players. It's a problem. I talk to new players too. None of them have had a problem getting cards from what I'm aware of. We've got trade pages. We've got auction pages. We do have stores that sell very different people. Are they the same people? Maybe. Like what? They just they, can't they get cards. They buy stuff from auction pages that don't get sent for weeks. They buy off our friends that forget to ship them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is in our group. Yeah, sure. In our own group. I'm not saying those way, cases people that don't, don't know exist. each other. <laughs> like, I'm, like people, yeah. like I've been told names. Like mm. I've gone by someone it's like, man, I got really screwed. I go, what happened? Well, I bought singles off the guy and he's forgot to ship them and I need them for the event. I'm like, I'll borrow them to you. I'm like, who is it? He goes, this person. I go, wait, he's a really good guy. That shouldn't be happening. He's like, yeah, but like- It happens. When people are doing this as a hobby, it happens, right? Yeah, but that's so. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, but I don't think it's, I don't think that's like a systemic, um, okay. I don't think it is okay, a systemic but, but issue getting singles. I can pick some singles right now that you physically can't find. In Australia? Yeah. Try and find a New Horizon. Go. Try and find a tunic. You just can't get a tunic at the moment? Try. I reckon I can get one. What, there's there's none on the Oceanic page? There's one or two for sale on the Oceanic page at a time. Okay. For every five buyers. I know five buyers right now. I don't have tunics. And then I go to buy White Border to try and crack some legendaries. Can't buy White Border. Fuck, all right, let's buy some Arcane Rising to crack for... Can't find Arcane Rising. And there's no online stores in Melbourne or none, Brisbane none, that none. have I'm tunics. I'm telling you, try and buy a New Horizon. Try. There's one at Midian Gaming. One for sale online. One. Doesn't look good for the game either, by the way. Mm. Like, as a thing. I just don't thing. think it is. I think it's like if the demand truly but is But when's the there, last time you tried to buy singles? Like, well, I buy singles occasionally. No, no, but like... like 
you're not buying as a new player. You're buying, all right, I need like two of this card for my deck I'm playing. But you're not trying to build Azalea right now. Try and build Azalea from scratch. It's a pain in the ass. You can't get you can't get even half the deck from one place. You can't. Yeah. The only person that used to have the singles, I was feeding the singles to. That had all the singles. And and that stopped. Like I I'm cracking more than stores. Which is why I'm gonna do it myself, because I'm the one opening. Well let everyone know. What are you doing? That's a good segue. Everyone knows. Not everyone knows. I didn't know until well, what? you don't you don't watch my streams. This is all I've been doing lately streaming. Oh, are you yeah. talking about in your streams? Yeah, main, main, I haven't been posting videos on their own. But you know, the, the flukenbox.shop, it already has 4,000 SKUs. <laughs> so it's a single, so flukenbox.shop shop for all your and singles And we're not needs. using binder pause, bullshit, no TCG player, affiliate, nothing. Just we're doing it. You're setting all your own prices? To, we will make money. I'm not an idiot. But genuinely, the profit's not, like, I want a place where you can send me a deck list and I get it for you. So you're not advertising prices? No, no, there'll be there'll be singles listed. Oh yeah, okay. But instead of you like you won't necessarily have to go in there and populate it yourself. If you want to send a deck list, we'll populate your cart, send you a link, you log in, check the cart, pay. But the main part will be Actually the cool thing that we're doing is we're only selling commons and rares as place it's a 3, 99 cents each. You can't buy one common. Because I think that's why a lot of these single stores don't. It's just a pain in the ass to sell commons for ten cents each or whatever. Yeah. But then most of them are selling commons for fifty cents, which people just immediately deem as a ripoff. So they ask their friends, like, "Hey, have you got two of these?" And they they're not spending the money. It's gonna be ninety nine cents set of commons. We're gonna sell full play sets when the set comes out as well. I'm trying to do some of what Hemel does, like Hemel, like in contact. I need a play set of WTR. He'll he'll go do, 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 put it together for me. But we also want to just sell pre-con blitz decks. Like I want low friction. I want when you. But Hamill a- does it because he has such a huge market to sell into. So do we? That's that's what the these Aussie stores are missing. I I personally sell singles to New Zealand, yeah. Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines. Mm. They all buy from me. Mm. They're all on the Oceanic page. Shipping's not too bad. Yep. It's actually way more about trust and service that we're lacking than it is like you're right people have singles in binders in australia like yes the yeah. singles exist but but there's very different you and your collection like i have a gazillion singles but it's sort of irrelevant that's why i've gone and got someone to help me sort them and list them buy any of my singles the only thing i'm keeping are my playsets that's it anything extra that i had all my legendary folders is going to be up there we're going to give new players a discount code for the first deck they buy. Yeah, nice. Like 20% off. Same as what I do with people anyway. I fucking do this shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put it through a store. Mm. Also, because I want people to go, I want a Reinhardt deck. Flickerbox.shop. Pre-built Reinhardt deck. Here's a deck tech video. Okay, I like this deck. Buy it. New player. You're not going to do that. You're, you're probably never going to buy a full deck off me which is completely fine. Mm. But if your friend, which you always do, you talk to ex-Magic friends and cousins and people that might want to play, go, look, jump on Fluke and Boxer Shop, find a deck you like, I'll get you a discount code. You ring me, go, hey, send me a discount code, one off for my mate. He wants to buy that deck. And it's pre-built. Like if it's on the website, it's actually double-sleeved, ready to go. That's, that's I mean? cool. Ship it the next day. 
Well, I'm looking. Yeah. And no legendaries and no majestic. So if the deck has Command and Conquer in it, we're going to put Ravenous Rabble in it. A two for six that costs nothing. Yeah. And then at the bottom of that deck, <laughs> it's going to have cards we recommend for this deck. Two Command and Conquers. Because we're going to assume... Yeah, like optional add-ins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you can play... So first of all, you can proxy the Ravenous Rabbles, right? Like your first armory... You pretend they're Command and Conquer. Just see if you like the deck. Yeah. I, what I don't want is a new player spending a thousand bucks with me and hating the deck. So we're going to charge you a hundred bucks for the cards and have all the equipment in it that's under 10 bucks per equipment. And everything over is going to be, you know, when you shop, it'll just say recommended for the deck and it'll show you you need scabbies for this one. But as we know, you could probably win a skirmish without scabbies now. Yeah. Right? Like in Blitz, there's a lot it's of what options. What are scabbies anyway? Like they're only 50, 60 bucks now, aren't they? None foil. But either way, why buy it? Play with the... The new booties. The new sandals. Mm -hmm. If you're a new player, I don't want you buying scabbies yet. Buy. I want to sell you a deck that's powerful enough to win because maybe you're crack hot at playing card games and you can work it out pretty quick. I want you to be able to win. Like I want, We want to build decks that we can play like the red line draw my deck. You just put a deep blue in it. What about foils and stuff? Are you going to sell stuff like that? Yeah, but all as singles. Yeah, okay. So you're going to do the deck service and then you're also yeah, going to I'm, sell I'm regular singles. I'm not buying singles. foils to sell. My, my goal is just that bulk and bulk and bulk and decks and bulk. Good. A million Command and Conquers, a million E-Strikes, every legendary. So I just want to get my hands on a few pallets of white border. <laughs> no one has it. Which is... But um, like you said, you, you're you're going to be selling all through Southeast Asia because I just don't think Australia has the the players to eat that up. Here, here's what I think: it's like build it and they will come. Yeah, yeah. I, I, We're meeting new players every week. We are. I have to help those new players manually build their decks. Mm. But what, what, that's what we do. Yeah, we scramble around but ten I, minutes I, before but, but an armory. I don't like that. I, I think because here's why. If every person you and I meet that asks us for help, I think there's five to ten that haven't asked. We're very spoiled, okay, in a sense that you might not like that. I love that because back no, no, in the no. magic day I back like in the magic day, if you went to an F and M and said, I don't have a deck, I wanna play, they would literally just tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Okay? Like you wouldn't be playing that night. You know what it's like in our community. When new we'll people come, deck, yeah. we loan you a deck, we scrounge for singles, the stores give cards. We get that person playing. But, but just That never happened in Magic. What I was trying never. to say is not that I hate, I, I love doing it. When I'm asked, mm. how many times are we not getting asked? Mm. That's fair. To understand that person that's playing One Piece and they're looking over, oh, what are you guys playing? Because mm. we get that. Yeah. Oh, Flesh and Blood. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Mm, okay, and they leave, right? What I want them to do, if they just go home and Google flesh and blood singles or flesh and blood deck, fuck, I want them to find something. I don't, I don't, I don't want them to, get, man, it's like asking a girl out. Like, you don't always feel like you could just approach someone. And I know in the card world, it's the same. Like, not everyone is confident enough to just come up and go, guys, can you teach me how to play? Like, that happens occasionally. But how many people are not asking? How mm. many people are jumping on YouTube? Like, go look at the views on the learn to play Versus the amount of active players. It's 100, 200, 300 times more views than actual players. So there's plenty of people that were curious that didn't take the step. There's friction in coming up to me <coughs> and asking. There is friction. Yeah, your, your goal is to I, remove all that. Now, when we remove friction, hmm. 
and maybe I pay a little for advertising. Maybe I encourage some stores that don't sell flesh and blood singles to maybe put a little like fluke and box dot shop thing in their store. Talking to Fab DB so people can go buy in Australia and it links them to me. That's low friction. Like the hits Fab DB gets on Fab DB is higher than the player base. There's people jumping on looking at decks because they clicked a Red Zone Rogue, they clicked the Sloop Dupe deck, how to upgrade your Blitz deck, click on the link. Like all of that is ending up in fucking nowhere because the only way to buy singles is you jump on a trade page. Trade page, Or yeah. to find some local people. Like local even people, that, so, certain our, stores. Our, our little <laughs> chat group in, on Facebook, like it's great, but it's probably got too many people in it for a Facebook chat group. But how many people do we know that are not in it? That we're surprised they're not in it sometimes. We're like, mm. wait, you're not even in the group. They don't know we're playing. That That's the stuff that... I don't think it like hinders the growth in a big way, but we don't actually know till you make it a lot easier. Do, do you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Why, of like, potentially we should have a Discord page for Sydney Fab because Facebook groups are spammy. And do you know what I mean? Like, there's better ways to do a lot of this stuff. But I think the single specifically, I understand what you're saying. People ask me for help. I'm down. Actually, it's much better because I'll make sure they're at the armory. Like, oh, you want singles? That means you're investing. Like, you're in, you're putting mm. money. Well, this is where we're playing come into the group, introduce them to people, make sure they have a good experience. I'm all for that. That's what we do. Everyone around us does that. No one's really bad at that. I'm talking about the people we don't even hear from. As a new player, I had that issue, I remember. I didn't. I don't have the connections you have. I had to ask you to put me in touch with someone to give me singles. And at that point, he didn't have all the singles. Mm. He had to put crappy cards in my deck, which as someone with a high amount of resources. I was like, man, I don't care what the money value is. Just build me a deck. Like if he'd said 1200 bucks, I would have paid it. I wouldn't have questioned it. Do you know what I mean? But he couldn't physically find the steel blade supremacies to put in the deck. That needs to stop. Yeah. Because yeah, well, right. some, some of the these stock store- exists. Yeah. But some of these stores don't even have a single copy of blood rush bellows. Do you understand my point? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to look at the end of the day. Is that a good, so- like, you know, in some ways it's bad that you, but also I like the fact that demand down here is somehow outstripping supply and that you're coming in to fill that void. That's what I'm, and I, that's I encouraging. I don't, I, the reason I, I don't think that's the case is when we talk like supply demand in the stock market, mm. it's, it's, um, the only reason I say that is because we had two brute players, yeah. new players, brute players at our last armory. They didn't have a single blood rush bellows in their deck. So let me explain what I think. I think the word is fungible. Shares are the same. I buy one share or ten shares, exactly the same, doesn't matter. A bit like fab cards. Ten blood rush bellows, one. There's a couple of versions of them, but it doesn't matter how many there are. The reason supply demand doesn't even equate to what we're talking about is we don't know because the shops don't have them. So supply demand is important if there's actual supply. Like you can see that people have 10 of every legendary in stock and you check in the next week and it's nine of every legendary and you can see like, okay, there's way more stock than players. But when the numbers already get zero, which in the share market doesn't happen, there's never zero shares available <laughs> because on the stock market, the prices just go up because everyone's willing to sell at a price. Mm-hmm. The problem with fab is we had that issue where Alpha was a million bucks and stuff because clearly there was not enough stock for everyone that wanted to play. I think that's gone. You know, certain products you can't find at the store level, 
but that means all those boxes were opened. I don't think anyone's hoarding pallets. We don't have a rooting in Australia, to my knowledge, that's no. like got warehouses full of stock waiting for it to double because fab is not that game anymore. So the singles are in people's binders. A big chunk of it is the collector player who has 10 blood rush bellows, but they're like, I don't need the money. They're not interested in... Here's where I'm trying to go. Someone out there has 10 blood rush bellows. They're not trying to make money, but they're also like, I don't need to sell them. Don't need the money. So they just sit. They're there, but but they're not in the market. So it's sort of irrelevant that they're there. The problem with that is it makes the card more expensive than it should be, which hurts players. No one's opening just to sell. Even shops have stock that they're not trying to sell. Like they have a whole bunch of alpha commons. They're like, ah, it's like a speculative investment. Like they're, like Bronson does it. He buys the bulk, sits on it. That's not in players' hands. My advice, if people are listening, sell your shit. <laughs> like if you're sitting on singles, go look at what you need and put the rest up for sale. There's not enough for sale. I don't think there's enough for sale. I don't think you can, like the real good cards, like there's cards you can find easily, but try and find a foil finders fighting spirit. <laughs> but again, I mean? you know, playing devil's advocate, as the game ages, as these sets get older, they're meant to get harder to find. As the player base increases, these older heroes, unless we get reprints, they're meant to go up in value. And like you said, that's not good for the new player. But some people like to play collectible card games because they can have these cards and then just through attrition, through new players, through things not getting reprinted, those $2 Blood Rush Bellows are going to be $30 cards. So I'm not... Eventually. I'm not against that at all. I don't all. know what, how much they are now, no, by no, the but way. I'm, but I'm not against that. That's, that. that's part of it. Also, everything we're talking about is pretty much unlimited, which is out of print. Eventually, that's rare to see. Yeah. Like, you're not going to... We're not. We're only going to get white border reprints. So the black border stuff in the market is all we're going to get. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is speed up the process of opening some of it. Because there's still people sitting... You have a couple of boxes you sit on. Yeah. Everyone has a couple of boxes yeah. they sit on. Pe- people here usually have... No, but all together, that's probably a... a like. It could be a, a, a like a fairly size. It could be one to five percent of the total cards are not opened. But In Australia, lot, yeah, possibly that's a lot. I'm just trying to because by the way, it's very easy for me. I love opening shit. I have a whole channel around it. I'm just going to open stuff. The difference is everything I open is going to go in a single store rather than sit in my storage, which is what it's been doing. And the market speak for itself. If if we're if it's selling, I'll just open more. If it's certain things are selling very quickly, we'll try and buy some at seventy percent of market. Mm. Do you know? Like it's not complicated. What I want is a churn. Yeah, yeah. What I'm I, saying I know, is, what no know. one is churning. The only churn is Facebook groups and friends groups. Yes, you'll reach into your collection and grab two blood rush bellows if they're spare and sell them to someone who's trying to play brute. But again, the store should be doing that more than we are doing it. Because it's their business. Like, they should be aware of it. They should be opening stuff. It, if they don't want to, that's fine. And there's not a lot of money in it. But that's probably the big difference between me and a store. I'm not going to be looking at my weekly, monthly costs and turnover. If I have $50,000 in stock, it can sit there. If I have $100,000 of stock, it can sit there. If it takes me five years to get that money back, I'm not doing it to make money now. And if you don't have a brick and mortar employees, you don't really need to. Correct. So I'm just going to – I don't know what the value Brick is. and mortar stores have to churn if they take stuff on. It's very hard yeah, for brick, brick and mortar, and mortar stores to should be doing both. 
Yeah. Brick and mortar stores should also be putting a case aside of every product for five years. Yeah, if they get in that position, and they then, should. Then sell a, yeah. make an event around, like WTR draft. Mm-hmm. In five years, it's going to be a crazy good event to go to, right? <sighs> yeah. And it'll be probably a hundred bucks a ticket. Yep. For Unlim. I believe but it. But the shop paid five bucks a pack, mm-hmm. four bucks a pack. That that's, You should be doing that too. That's what I'm doing with the singles. I'm going to put all the singles in because we've seen it. Finals Fighting Spirit, Wounded Bull was nothing. Suddenly worth 10x. Mm-hmm. Harder finals are like 400 bucks. I have a Fidia, is 500 Aussie. There's a buy, someone buying right now. I have a Fidia foil, $500. It'll go up all by itself. I don't, but, but the only reason it goes up is you know, supply demand. If there's no churn, if there's nothing being sold and bought, it's all speculative. Yeah, of course. Nothing matters till someone sells something. Hmm. It's like, wait, shit, it sold for 500. And you need a player base for that churn. I think we have enough of a player base to have a single store. Yeah. Well, we do. I think it's great what you're doing because you're giving people options, right? Some people only prefer, like, you know, you have one this to one. Or some people only go to one LGS a week, one Armory a week, and they will only spend money at that store. Yeah. Okay. That, that's just the way it is. And you have other people, they're comfortable to buy online if they know that that shop is a brick and mortar. Mm. I know other people with magic, they'll never go near a Facebook page. They don't trust auctions. They don't yeah. trust Facebook groups. They stay away from them like the plague. And then we know other people like our mutual friend, mate, if he can save five cents on a card, he'll freaking ship it in from bloody Uzbekistan on yeah. eBay if he can save five cents on a card. that's what I see lacking yeah. is that consumer that's uh, probably because I'm like that. My first interaction, I want it to be seamless. Mm. I'd prefer a store. Store has an ABN. They're liable. You can they, there's there's trading laws. Mm-hmm. There's, there's ten day money backs. There's I could refund my credit card. It's all that stuff that's important. Mm-hmm. And I think relying on the Wild West style backpack trading style will never grow the game to Magic Heights because Magic has all the avenues. It's huge. Might have started with backpack traders, but. There's magic single stores with $10 million worth of stock, right? And they don't make, they make a lot of money every month, but they can't sell $10 million worth of stock in a month. That's not the point. It's this big cash cow. They, they make a million a month and then they spend 500000 of it back to refresh the collection. Yep. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't have any interest in, like in time, if I'm still around in 10 years and Fluke and Box is a brand in 10 years, my business will be worth millions. They'll be... Because <laughs> I would have opened millions. I'm already opening six figures a year in stock. She's going to go into a business. If you're funneling in stock, yeah, there's a whole bunch of yellow sigils that may not sell, right? But that's not the point. Yeah. Now, at some point, there's a deck that can only play yellows, and suddenly yellow sigil is meta, and it goes from a doesn't sell to three copies for 99 cents, and I sell hundreds of dollars worth, and it's pure profit because those like commons actually in our system have cost zero because we're allocating cost to rares, foils, majestics. Commons are pretty much rubbish. So if you sell them, it's just pure profit Like on, on the system. We, we're going to try and recoup. And all single stores do this. You're recouping costs on your majestics and legendary. That's where the box costs 100 bucks. You're trying to get back $80, $90 worth in the high end. That'll sell quick. And everything else is residual <laughs> that'll come back slow you know 
So when can people like are they live now? No, no, no. no. Okay, well, so I'll, when, I'll, when's it going to be live? Have you? I don't have a date. Okay, yeah. It's, I don't. There's no point putting that kind of pressure on because we need to launch it. Yep. And then we need to test, make sure all the products work. We've had like some issues because you're working off databases, and then there'll be one typo in one line, and it doesn't update the stock. And like we figured out yesterday, we were uploading. It was taking twenty minutes. It's because it was pinging for images every time we updated the list. So it's now a 60-second exercise to upload like to upload the 4,000 products because it doesn't need to recheck the image for a red sigil. Do you know what I mean? Like if we find a mistake, it's got the wrong image, we can fix that later. But it's little stuff, just tweaking. Because again, we're doing this from scratch. It's not binder pause where we could have just put stock in and started. Hmm. I don't want to... I don't think that's... The, talking about binder pauses before we end binopos basically uh aggregate all the data all the sales and they charge a premium a lot yeah a lot and of they money. assign but they assign your pricing but i also think that's fucking terrible for the market they assign your price but i think you have a set, set levels yeah, yeah but they're still pooling the data let's let's basically say it's tcg player you pick if it's low mid mm. average whatever there's options the problem with that is tcg player gets manipulated all the time first of all second I don't think you should run a business like that because it's greedy. So TCG player or binder pause is going, oh, Finals Fighting Spirit is is trending. Let's up the price. I don't want to do that. So how are you going to set your pricing? Care to 99 divulge? cents for commons. No, no, no. Like, uh, like just for three of them. No, no, I'm not talking about com- I'm just like uh, overall. No, no, I'll, I'll divulge because it'll probably be visible anyway. If how you will your look. pricing be set? Yeah, so everything is preset. Rares commons even Majestics, then we flag cards we know are not normal, like a sink below, because it's a common, doesn't make it a common. So, But there's a f- way less of those than actual commons in the game. Same as rares, you flag the ones that are important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what we're doing, the philosophy behind it, or the, the idea is if we're making a profit... We're not going to go jack prices up. But what price tracker will you use? Not use to a price move tracker. your prices. Okay, well let's just. What I'm saying is, we're calculating the EV of the boxes we open. Right. We need to sell the legendaries. Average this. Now, obviously. So your prices to sound a blood rush bellow. Let's just keep <laughs> with yeah. that card. Is that going to move every day depending no. on the algorithm? No. What we'll do? Let's say we have 50 blood rush bellows. We'll list 10 with a reserve so that if they Boom, sell out in one day. Because, by the way, we're setting up stuff to completely ban scalpers off the website. So if you come and buy 10 cards off me, I'll ban you for life. It's you're, like There'll be a disclaimer. You're not here to fucking flip. You buy it to play with. So if you're buying three of any card, it'll get flagged. Like You can buy six because you want two copies. I'm not trying to like ban people for the sake of banning them. But if a specific account keeps buying... Yeah, just say a pattern. If they, let me explain why. It's because you're trying to rip me off. You're going, oh, John, you put the pricing wrong. I'm going to buy them and sell them for more. Well, fuck you. I'm not your charity. Like, this is for players, mainly. It's not for investors. It's not. And I, I know I can get around the scalping thing. I just ban. It's very easy if I think you're buying more cards than one person needs to play with. <laughs> but Blood Rush Bellows would be two bucks if that's the market price. If they sell way too quickly compared to our average, it'll flag. We'll go check. 
If they've gone up to five, we'll put them up to five. What we're not doing is... So you're just going to set... You're going to look at just say whatever it is, TCG, whatever, set it at two bucks. Correct. And then just leave it there until... We're not going to go back and check every day. Yeah, yes. The only way we'll check is if our stock is selling... Like what so we want is we, need, we want to sell to the next person that wants blood rush bellows. Right. So what we don't want is anyone to grab ten of them at once. Now if ten of them sell real quick to five people, we're like crap, that sold quick. We get maybe it's just a meta choice, maybe skirmish. So it's in a way this kind of reminds me of the uh, old school LGS where you'd um you know I loved it right. I loved going into my LGS back in the day. Um, when I first got back into Magic in 2013, mm-hmm. all the LGSs were doing this before they went into Poz and Crystal Commerce and all that, um, Binder Poz or whatever it is, that, you know, cards would have an actual dollar value on a sticky on them. Yep. There were no games. That, now you yep. go into any single store. They don't, there's no price. There's no price. They check. They check and they sell it to you. Back in the day, in, in, in even then, we didn't have good price trackers either. Yeah. So, you know, you'd look at something and go, oh, wow, I think that's a pretty the good deal. The information was slower. Yeah, and you'd look at something and go, wow, that's a pretty good deal. And then or vice versa, you go, oh, that's a bit high. You know, so it was swings and roundabouts. But that store might only uh, refresh those sticky labels once a month yeah. because it was a la- you know labor-intensive thing to do. Um, I'm assuming this is sort of like your store setup, your we online can, store. By the way, we can automate it. Yeah. We're choosing not to. It's gotcha. for the benefit of everyone. So you Because we, we could have just done buying deposit 100 bucks a month and it would be up already. So you're going old school. It's not just old school. I'm, I am going to make sure we're looking after players. And yeah. I'm not saying I will. we will make money. Yeah, of course. Right? Like I said, the 99 cent commons is how we're going to make money. That's that's basically it. Every 100 commons that sells 100 bucks pure profit. Sorry, every 300 commons we sell. It's a high rate for commons, but it's lower than pretty much everyone else. We're going to sell decks. We're going to sell master sets. Like if you buy a master set, I'm selling you all the yellow common play sets. Mm-hmm. We make some money because I'm charging you for them. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Also, I'm... I'm Pretty switched on. We'll make money by when we do deck boxes. When you buy the when you buy a place and it's a fluke box folder. That's that's how I make money. Because yep. I'll charge you thirty bucks for the folder that cost me two dollars. Yep. It's no problem. That's <laughs> like everyone knows that's how it works. Yeah. Start selling dice on there that's fluke and box branded. There's good money in that. I don't need to make money on the one command and conquer that a new player buys. I don't mm-hmm. that's not how I'm looking at it. So if it's market is one sixty and we're one seventy, that's fine. Cause safety you can use a credit card. You can use Afterpay, that kind of thing. That's yeah. that's the idea. But I'm not going to go $200 because the card is 150 on TCG. No, just sell it. Turnover. That's cool. Yeah. And I think you partner with the right person. Oh, he's a freak. He's such a good guy. <laughs> Look, I've been friends with him for nearly yeah. 10 We've years. We've done the he's numbers. Gra- it's not going to take us long to have to put it yeah. in an actual location yeah. and maybe hire people. Because it, it can be quite. I think out of all the people that you <laughs> may or may not have wanted to get into bed with over the eighteen months, I think he's a, he's a good pick. He, I think he's a good pick. He's yeah. a great guy. Um, it's his idea. He's got a good standing in the community. He also does it already. He's smart as shit. He does it for himself already. Yeah, of course. Now, he's been buying and selling yeah, but stuff. Do you, do you understand how excited he is to have this much to play with? Yeah. Also, I'm gonna. I'm basically gonna give him an allowance. Go. Hey, here's five grand for the month. Buy some stuff. He's the he's such a good person at sniffing out deals. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. He'll love that. Um, let's just quickly touch on calling New Zealand before mm. we wrap it up. I'll be there. Yes. We will both be there. We are going to take Funder on the road and we are going to 
start reaching out to people this week, right? Kale McCreeth, where are you? So, yeah. So, <laughs> um, if you get random Facebook group messages pop up with John and myself, uh, we'd really like Mute to Mute it up immediately, some <laughs> but then check it every couple of hours. Yeah, we're going to tee up time. Ideally, we'd like to film prior to the calling, you know, uh, whether, whether it be Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. We, we could definitely say Thursday to Sunday we're there. Yes. Um, small chance of Wednesday, but if we're there on a Wednesday, we're going to be very busy on the Wednesday. That's, Wednesday will yeah. probably be with LSS. Um, but yeah, so, you know, like, like but I said- But also if you're in New Zealand and have a recommendation or what you, an episode you'd like to see, hit us up. Like, yeah. We're happy for recommendations. There's a few community people like the Carl McCreese, Matt Rogers, Manny's, Melody Likes. Mm. Like there's people- um, you know, we want to reach out to Kiki would be good yep. as well. Like there's people in the community. We guys, this happened in world. So we're going to, I'm going to say it bluntly now, just because we don't get to you doesn't mean we don't love you. Oh, hundred percent. We, we cannot, there's not enough time to interview everybody in New Zealand that we would want to. So we want to talk to you at the calling and stuff, but if you don't get a message, don't think it's like, it's not even a priority list. We promise. <laughs> the priority list is James White <laughs> to get on Funder and a couple of LSS key staff that for the greater good of the community, maybe you've never heard from them before. And we want to get them and ask them questions and do our thing. And this is like stuff that is still early stages of the game. It's nice to get these people on camera early days, tune back 10 years, see James White, what he said 10 years ago, you know what I mean? But don't take things personally, please. It's not, you know, and I'm assuming we will not even the names you you just listed. We probably don't have time for everyone you just listed. Like if they all say yes, or they, some people won't be able to make it on the day. They're busy, fam, whatever. But we just please don't take it personally. Also, we'll be in New Zealand again. Yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming we're going to set up offsite, close to the venue. Um, That's something. So when I look at accommodation, the idea will be. Either we, we room together and get an apartment, two bedroom and a lounge room, because a lounge room is all we need. Yep. Um, or if LSS say we can use it for two days, then we use it. But well, I, d I don't want to even ask because it's like, I remember when I went, they had to put stuff away. So what you don't want is a stream of people, unless they're planning to have people because they're hosting a calling and they've tidied yeah. up shop and they're sort of like if we cause, use because the way the room is set up there was plenty of room when i went where the podcast wouldn't be in the way so there's room yeah. but what you don't want is to inconvenience them someone have to go put promo because there's a secret section you'll never go into the testing section where like Ooh. art and testing is that's like one half of the building the other half is open it's where um Newson resides but there'll be promos for armories that aren't revealed yet and you know it's not like there. so uh, yeah i i'd yeah i'd prefer not to ask to film people that don't work for lss inside lss neither right we can do that in our own but you're place. saying at the calling venue or not i think yeah. it'll be in a hotel in a which hotel. i'll try the idea is walking distance across the road from the calling mm. that's that's i'll start looking yeah yeah we'll start looking so we're going to iron everything out we've by got, the way New Zealanders, you guys watch, recommend something. Tell me where where we should stay. We've got about they'll six know weeks. the venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know where the venue is. Tell us what's good. Mm. But that's what our plan is. We're going to be there. We'll bust out some episodes, mm -hmm. hopefully a bunch with LSS, and then- And we're playing the event, so- Kiwi community. Yeah. There's also maybe maybe small chances, like some special Tall Timmy Fluke side event we're pitching to LSS, see if they even accept- Look out for that one. That'd be cool. <laughs>
I, we, I want to do me, Paul, and Philip Mackay team blitz event with some high stakes so people can versus maybe the armory on the Thursday night. We go to Marnie's store. He can run that. Uh, he's not in Auckland. But he's not He's not that far. Isn't he? No, I went because when I was in Auckland, he's, he's a local. It's local. Oh, really? 10 minutes or whatever. Oh, shit. Okay. It's I in thought a shopping he... center, the big flagship car. That's not market. his one, is it? It's no. where he was working. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought he owned a store out in Hamilton he or something. more than one, or definitely is involved because he's either owns card. Is it card merchant? Card merchant, not card market. He either owns it or manages it, but he's he can get us into the local one. Yep. Because I went there for the draft the day before the big event. It was he was there. He was running it. He was definitely in charge. So wow, Marnie, cool. let us know if we can run a event on Thursday night. I'd love to do it at Marnie's store, like the night, bef- like even a Thursday night. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Heck, maybe he, we could put the podcast in the shop. Yeah. I, 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 few, you know what I mean? Because a few hours before, people could come chat with us. I don't. The little bit of background noise doesn't hurt. I think it's good. I'd uh, like to do an episode or two. We'll talk to Brendan. I if mean, Marnie's on, on my list to get on camera. I love Marnie. Yeah, yeah. Marnie's great. Good looking chap. Yeah. yeah he's high energy. Also, he's a good. very good YouTube channel. Underrated. People may not know. So we, we would love him to shout that out. Fab Maniac? Yeah, I mean, he's Fab- been around for ages. Yeah, there's a lot of gameplay in paper stuff. Some people prefer to watch that mm. than the TTS or Talisha. So boring to watch the gameplay. Like we make best is done well because of the commentary, but it's actually boring to watch unless you edit it and speed it up. It's very boring. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, well, we'll that's see been you awesome. Two hours, just like that. Goes quick. Well, happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe. See you in the New Year. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. We'll do a couple episodes before, uh, or we'll do a few episodes before. Um, before New Zealand, yeah. Before New sure. Zealand. Well, we still got to get Phil back on. Maybe even Hayden. He can come talk about Kano if he's keen. Yeah. Still sweet. some locals we want it. Mitch, I want to get Mitch on. Yeah, I want to get Mitch on too. Mitch. That'd be really cool. Where are you? <laughs> All right, guys. Talk soon. Cheers.